Welcome to this week's Anglers Channel Insider Podcast, brought to you by Ranger Boats. Still building legends one at a time. Now here's your host, Chris Brown. Welcome folks to this week's Anglers Channel Insider Podcast, brought to you by Sportsman's Warehouse, your fishing and outdoor store, and of course, powered by Rely On Lithium Batteries, tailor-made lithium for your boat, giving you the most power to help you make the most of your time on the water. Check them out online, relyonbattery.com. I am Chris Brown, along with Director of All Things Angler's Channel, Mr. David Zong, Angler's Channel Insider, Mr. Kenneth Grover, and of course, Mr. Jason Duran. Second week in a row, only because we did our guests first and then we're coming back and doing the beginning of the show. Mr. Duran is joining us. Gentlemen, how the heck are you? Don't everybody speak at once. David, how are you? Pretty good. I'm gonna start calling names now. I guess Kenneth, you good? You back in your, you're back in your son slash bedroom slash your office. Yeah, I just you know I come into the house. It's time to time to go podcast, and I just try to figure out where I can you know find me a, I, a, a clear spot. Get you, get you a uh, a clear spot, Mister Duran. I understand you had a uh, a a gill uh, clothing experience this morning. Hey, dude, um, it's summertime again this afternoon, but this morning was kind of chilly with the hoodie, the new Gill hoodie. Um, I was walking the dog and, you know, got back to the house and I was like, you know, I'm gonna hold the dog for a second, get the door open. And then I was holding my coffee in the other hand. And this is not a shameless plug. It's a straight up real life story. Sure. The dog ran and got to the end of the leash and slung coffee all over me. And I was like, all right, I got to change clothes right before I go to work. Seriously grabbed a towel, wiped this hoodie off, and it's not even sticky today. Just, I was like, good. I was like, there's no way this can happen. Because, you know, it says water resistant proof. I mean, it's stain resistant, blood resistant, all that. Well, it's coffee resistant too. So Blood, sweat, Maxwell House, guts, the whole nine yards. It's, it's warm. It's, it's really warm it too. Is. It's, it's a great one. I, you know, I, I kind of got jealous because last Saturday – Everybody popped out of the trucks with theirs on, and I went digging for mine, and mine was back home in the washing machine that's broke. So I'm 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 doing surgery on a washing machine at night, I guess, to try to figure out what's oh, going man. on. Well, but, Saturday uh, was the perfect day to wear it because it was kind of off and on, mist and rain. Misty. So I, I didn't even I had my rain suit there under the table just in case it started raining hard. I never had to put it on. Mm-hmm. Well, I am Is in that- my I'm in my new favorite Carhartt Raptor shallow water anchor sweatshirt thanks to our fine friends at Minkota and my hummingbird hat and uh, i finally wear it now um but um yeah that is a great hoodie I, I wore mine earlier today i was outside doing some stuff and you're right blood sweat tears mud guts maxwell house I you was, name it it's i didn't know, think it would be real but uh, I, I think that's called expel 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 that's exactly that's what it is and has the smell gone away? Because it's a great smell. Has the smell gone away yet? Oh, oh, it still smells good. Okay, good. All right, good. Just checking that out. Before I forget, March the 9th, next Tuesday, 5.30 to 6.30, open mic night right here on the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. A lot of you have been texting, asking about when we get an open mic night. 256-535-3217. I need you to jump on board. I need you to um, t- 
text me and say, I want to be a part of Open Mic Night to the Exxon Hotline, 256-535-3217. I need to know uh, that you want to be part of this show so we can get this thing rolling. Um, we'll have a great fun. Uh, Jason will do his introductory liability yeah, yeah. Statement. waiver statement at all. And then um, basically we'll give you 10, 15 minutes to talk about anything you want to talk about, ask any questions, do whatever you want to do, and uh, and, and we'll go from there. So 256-535-3217, your X-Zone hotline. So uh, make sure you text me this week and let me know. Tuesday night, March the 9th from 5.30 to 6.30, we'll call you. Or we may do a video call, too. I'm working on some new video stuff, so we could do something like that. So y'all make sure you uh, you chime into that. Our fantasy winner for this week's show, Mr. Bob Sewell. Beat the pants off of everybody, including yours truly. I mean, my team, I had two in the top five, and I had like three in the bottom nine. It was Shit, that's, uh, David. That's kind of how I did. It was just crap. How did everybody else in this group finish? Anybody? Yeah, David, I'm going to get mine back up. I know I had I, a top. I think I was in like the 33 percentile or something like that. So, yeah. I'm, of of everybody? Or just our group? I think of everybody. I think that's what the email thinks. So, I think it's everybody. It was it was bad. That's all I yeah, can tell you. Mine was, mine was really bad. Even after having Ron. That's it. We're never having Ronnie Moore on <laughs> yeah, the show ever was, again. He baited us to pick other people, I think. He really did. I, we need to find out how bad he did in his own group. But I, we're never having Ronnie Moore on this show ever again. No offense, Ronnie, but offense. I'm not, I'm not, we're just not doing it. But, um, but yeah, so we've got, a, um, we got that going. So, Bob, you got a uh, Sportsman's Warehouse gift card coming to you. Be on the lookout for that via email here uh, pretty quick. So, Kenneth, I got a text from a very loyal listener to the show. Let's just back it up and say that. And um, he made the comment via text, I quote, he says, I think we are looking at, and again, I'm quoting your folks, I think we are looking at the crappy MLF broadcasters in the wrong light. We are consumers that can turn it off and move on. The anglers of MLF slash BPT are paying the organization in the form of entry fees to make and produce and distribute a awful product that is supposed to positively impact their brand. The anglers that left bass for greener pastures are in a pasture full of greener poo. I wonder what financial impact this had on their wallets collectively. End of quote. Anybody on the panel fair to fair? Uh, I, I will say that? this. There's one guy that really doesn't care right now. Dustin Connell. <laughs> Dustin Connell. You're exactly right. Because whatever he paid an entry fee, he just won 300 k in the old Red Crest. And I couldn't be happier for him. I'm glad it wasn't a few others, but I, I'm glad it was. I, I couldn't be happy for him. I was pulling for our boy Thrift, though. I mean, he had it wire to wire, and the fish just went away. That's the problem when you fish 19 days. In a tournament, it just goes away. So, well, the, the way they do it, I mean, the last day everybody's at zero. It's a one day derby. Oh, you're right. Anything you've done in the past doesn't count anymore. No, you're right. And and if you watch some of like the, um, I guess whatever the round prior to that was, Bird stumbled on a few things that kind of clued him into some stuff for the last day. A few things that he saw that he continued to try, and it looked like he did that. 
and I get spent, a fast start. He did, and it and it, and I sound like I watched it, and I did not. I I, I bounced around it back <laughs> oh, and on, forth Chris. here and there. I didn't. I had <laughs> I had a truck issue I had to take care of. I had other things going family. on in my life that I I couldn't quite get to it, you know. But I I I, I check score tracker. I bounced through live a time or two throughout the day, but. You know, some guys were, were starting to use some stuff on their last day, but then, like you said, final day, waitress zero, whole new ball game, one day derby for 300K. Our buddy Canell, um, and, and you, I think you made the comment via text. That's a life changer for him. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. So he's had a really good career, but that's a life changer for him. David Hatton, he won, he won an elite too, didn't he? He beat Van Dam yeah, on Ross Barnett. Uh, so uh, Ross Barnett, I believe. Ross Barnett yeah, on yeah. Ross Barnett, the Dead Sea. So he did. Uh, he did. You know, he he's had a really good career. We've seen him come through Alabama Bass Trail. We we've watched him on on the Coosa River and the Spotted Bass and all that stuff. And um, just uh, I mean a phenomenal angler. And you know when it. I think I read a quote that um, they asked you if um, moving it so many times helped him, and he likes to fish by the seat of his pants, and and you know he does that a lot. I think that helped him because he wasn't set on something in Texas or at Grand, yeah. so when he came to Ufala, he could build on what he found and just because that's that's the whole thing with with the BPT is you you build on you know you take your first day you kind of build on practice and you, you you're trying to make that 20 cut you know you're trying to make that 10 cut you're trying to make that five cut whatever it is and get to that last day and hopefully by then you know you've peaked and you can you can all your all your eggs in a couple of baskets and you can catch them and uh, be good to go so well it, it's it, it's interesting that he runs around with Jacob Wheeler because I think Jacob Wheeler fishes the same way so I, I think the two may be able to feed off each other because it's they seem to have uh, similar ways and how they go about it. So is David is Canel Ding and Wheeler Dong now? Is that what it is? Is it Ding and Dong? Or are they both dingers together? How does that work? Is it like was it? It's, well, those are zingers I'm thinking of. But like, it's like a it's like a four pack, a two pack, or a six pack, or something. I mean, it might be a, a package deal. You know, you just prefer to and it's just did. Do you think Wheeler got a cut out of this money out of this deal or something? Or I mean, did, is this all going to one pot? Did it split? Or uh, I, I don't. Think I so. don't. I don't think. I think. <laughs> I think Wheeler's money is Wheeler's money, and Connell's is Connell. It yeah, is now. I don't think so. Too. It is now. That's for sure. So that's for sure. Also, got to give a big shout out to our friends at Hercules Tires. Uh, right on their strength. Their, uh, their strength, literally. Yeah, literally. I mean, they, you know, it's a great product. And um, it's a, uh, you literally right on their strength. It's a good deal. We do have an exciting show for you guys tonight as well as we welcome in the great American snow leopard, Mr. Jeff Gussie Gustafson, to the show. Met Gussie at the Birmingham Classic. Cool dude. I mean, absolute cool dude. Uh, excited to have him on the show here in just a few minutes and uh, talk a little more about his win on the Tennessee River. I had all my eggs and like that. I did I did take one Ronnie Moore suggestion and got me a top five. The other one I already had on my list. But the other ones just, I mean, just crushed my ever-loving fantasy heart in that deal completely. 
but uh, that's okay. We'll, uh, we'll we'll move on to that. So let's um, let's go ahead and jump into a few Ranger boats bass wrap up uh, deal real quick. Brought to you by Mercury Marine, and uh, discuss this weekend's you pick them picks and reveal your winner for February. And when I say your winner, it's going out tomorrow. Right there, there it is. It is. Uh, it's good. It, it, it really is. What would Hackney Kent, say shiny. about that? Huh? What would Hackney say about that? Hackney would say, "Thing is sexy, sexy. <laughs> Stand down." That's exactly right. That's what he would say. And if you're wondering how we did in our group, Kenneth, get the bubble wrap ready, son, because you may have to ship that sucker off somewhere. <laughs> Just <laughs> saying. And it ain't going to Tennessee. I hate to tell you. So, uh-huh. David, what we got? Ooh. All right. All right. So uh, we'll visit the event that our guest of the uh, podcast won, which is the Bassmaster Elite Series on the Tennessee River. And um, Mr. Jeff Gustafson caught a winning weight of 63 pounds to take the blue trophy home there. And taking the point for this week's you pickums was Mr. Burnt Sites. 62 pounds, 15 ounces, boys. Hard to get much closer. 62.15 for Mr. Sites on that one. So that gives Bert two points. So that ties him with Chris Pease as of right now in our program. So, all right, what else we got? All right, and then uh, we go over to uh, – so we changed format, so we're going over to the Big Bass Tour, which was on Lake Conroe. And Do you want to know – hang on. Do you want to know who won the who won oh, yeah. the Elite Series for our group? Probably wasn't me. It was you, sixty-two-six. Yes, it was you. It was you, you and your buddy Ronnie. So, all right, moving on. All right, so uh, we go down to Conroe for the Big Bass Tour event there, and this guy took it. I think from the first hour, so he held that weight from Friday all the way. I mean, and I think there was no way that no one was going to top this weight, but uh, Scott Stevens caught yep. a whopping fourteen point two five bass to take the overall weight at the big bass tour on lake conroe first day first hour yep first day first hour of the event 14.25 john patria and ted floyd both win that point with a 14.05 in the u pickups so that was a uh both guys picked a 14.05 there so they get their names added to the to the leaderboard and list for february all right. All right. So next up is the Wild West Bass Trail Open event on Lake Oroville. And the team that took the win there, uh, they caught 9.29 on the first day, but they caught nine, uh, 19.69 on the second day. And their big fish, which was 11.79, was more than what they caught on the first day. But their total winning weight was 28.98, and that was won by Brian Fessler and Ernie Harrow. And they, what was the big fish they caught on day two? Like an 11 something? 11.79. Wow. Wow. So Adam Leager, Ledger, L E G E R. Sorry, Adam. Adam is brand new to our group and uh, came in on the very last week and won this point with a 28.89 on that. So again, the closest there, 28.98 to a 28.89 for him. Brand new to the group. We got three brand new winners uh this week that just joined us so this has gotten uh pretty cool and pretty popular pretty fast uh for sure so all right moving on 
All right, so we uh, swing down to your guys' neck of the woods for the Alabama Bass Trail North event on Pig or is it Pig Pigwick? Wick? Pigwick. Wick. That's right. What? What? Pigwick. That's Pig it. Pigwick. Right? Because, yeah. I mean, that's what they were kicking out this weekend, right? Because I, I didn't think that yeah. there would be this many 20 pound bags. But I mean, I, who, I, mean I don't know anything about Pigwick. 19, anyways, 20, 19 bags over 20. But we haven't even got to the good results yet. I was so, waiting anyway. for a 30. We're too far off, but uh, the winning weight there was uh, 27.79 caught by Terran Prince and Jeff Stubblefield. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. With 27. So 27.79 and a new member of the group, Jay Ellis. 27.78. You guys are close, man. I mean, so freaking close. It's it's really cool. And I got to go back. I didn't. I didn't mention this for the Big Bass Tour. I set a ten ninety to win the point for us. For the Wild West Bass Trail, I said twenty seven twenty seven to win the point for us. And then Jason with a twenty five forty wins the point for uh, for this week for the ABT event. So Jay Ellis. You grabbed yourself a, po- a point there in the February you pick them. So, um, congratulations. All right. What do we got next? All right. So, we've got the uh, Fish Extreme event on Wachita. Not Lake Wachita. <laughs> not Wachita. Not Achita. It's Lake Wachita. Wachita. So. But uh, it's here. So, catching a winning weight of 23. 32 pounds was a team of Carl Cole and Nathan Hall. And so 2332, David Kretschmar had a 2326 to grab the point. And I said 1710 in our group to grab that point as well. So I see the trend with the points on our side. <laughs> Do you? Do you though? Do you? Yeah, you should. You should. It's it's leaning that way pretty heavy. Which actually will continue another trend. <laughs> I'll ask you about that in a minute. All right, David. What else we got? We got two more left. We got two more. So we head down to Texas where it's, I, don't know, I guess I don't know, something's happening in Texas because you're seeing pictures of like 10, 15 pound bass being caught out of there. But, um, the first event is one of the two outlaw doors events of this uh, this past weekend, which is the team series event. And uh, this guy has been, I, I think they might just rename this lake after this guy, but the team of Derek Mundy money. and Clay Derek Phillips. Money. Yeah. It's money. They caught 29.03 to take the win there. 28.98 by our own Adam Ledger Legger. Again, a newbie who's already won a point this week now puts him in the lead or puts him in a tie for the lead with Bert Sites and Chris Pease. So we got uh, three guys tied at two for that, uh, 2898, and I said 2327 on our picks for, for the win there. So, but all right. All right, and then the last one for this week, again, Outlaw Outdoors, but this time it's a Sweet 16 event. And again, um, Derek Mundy and Clay Phillips called 29.03 to take the win there, but that weight would have only taken third place if they would have had that weight for uh, Sunday. And winning that with a 31.58 total weight was the team of Terry Hardy and James Strickland. 
How many teams over 16 had 16 pounds or more in that event? Do you know? It went down all the way to 41st place. 42nd was just, what, 0.4 of a pound away. So they could have made it, but it was 41 official teams. 41 teams weighed 16 pounds or more, meaning 41 teams got paid mm. on Sunday. And Ronnie Mueller guessed 38. Now, we had a lot. We had as, as few as three and as many as 76 picking this deal. 38 by Ronnie Mueller, so he wins the point. I picked 19, um, and I actually did a little research on that one, Kenneth. I, I you know, took last year's and did some did some guesses on this year's, and I, I was pretty methodical in my guessing, but I win the point for that one. So that leads us to Chris Pease, Burt Seitz, Adam Legger tied for the lead in February, and your winner is? With a, he chimed in at, I want to say it was 6.40 a.m. on February the 22nd, the first day it was open for guesses because we picked this by timestamp by emails. He won it by like three, maybe three and a half hours. Burt Seitz from Chelsea, Alabama. (laughs) Burt wins the trophy. He wins a Gil Duffel bag. He wins some X-Zone stuff. He wins some striking stuff. He wins some Sportsman's Warehouse stuff. Burtz, you are the winner. Congratulations. Thing is sexy. Sexy. And uh, you will be receiving your trophy that you can keep forever, Bert. Put it on the mantle. Tell Mama I'm a winner because, by God, you are. You are the winner of the February You Pick'ems. Congratulations, Burt Sykes. We will send you that trophy this week, and uh, the rest of your goodies will be coming. And, boys, I'm going to have to tell you. Stand down. With seven points, I take the victory this month. Seven points over Jason's five, David's two, and Michelle's two, and Kenneth's one. So, Kenneth, you care to, to – Elaborate on what you were just saying a few minutes ago. Well, you know, you're you're still the only one that has ever been ah, still. Stand down. That's right. That is right. I am. You were exactly right. I'm the only one out of the four besides you. It bounces between you and me. Not very often, <laughs> but it bounces between you and me. So that's uh that is very cool. So course guys you know you can always share your thoughts on anything we talk about on the show via the x zone hotline 256-535-3217 no matter if you're a tournament fisherman a weekend warrior or like david an occasional angler find out why elite series angler brandon polonic trust x zone lures to catch them every day find out more x zone lures.com uh any, I mean, are we excited about you pickums and all people? I mean, we've got over two hundred people playing this thing on a monthly basis. This is pretty cool, don't you think? I think I think it was the best, one of the best decisions you've ever made. Oh, Chris, wow. I'm gonna give you, I'll give you props for that. <laughs> wow, I, I'm I'm surprised it's that many people playing it, but I'm I'm excited. I'm glad. I've got, I know I've got about 180 in the queue right now for this week, March the the first week of March, which which Jason will get to. And our coast account down to blast off here in just a few minutes. Uh, our picks are due. We were a day late, so the picks were due in last night at midnight. 
but um, Jason will get to the uh, to the picks for this week. But March is kicking off strong. Uh, we've got a lot of guys in the queue right now that are playing, and uh, it's pretty exciting to see. It's a lot of fun, and uh, it is neat to go through and see this on a weekly basis. And speaking of which, also, too, we've got the Gill Rain Suit giveaway going on for another couple of weeks. Go to anglerchannel.com, flip up, look at the, the contest uh, tab, and click on the uh, giveaways tab there, and you can sign up. We have got... I mean, we've got like over 1,400 people that have signed up for this giveaway so far, which is crazy. So, guys, get uh, get clued into that. That's going to be a, a big, big giveaway. We're going to have some more Gill stuff to give away this month during the uh, the U Pick'em. So, uh, again, a great uh, – it, it is a lot of fun. And thank you, Kenneth, for that. I, I really appreciate your, uh, your kind words there. Uh, my my boss seems to think it was a very good decision as well. So I'm glad I came up with that. I'm glad this crazy little game that um, Jason and I started three years ago that he brought you into to only to, to help him, but you end up just ransacking everybody um, has been uh, has been so much fun for everybody. So that uh, that has been a lot of fun. We'll take a quick little break. When we come back, we'll welcome in the one and only. The great Canadian snow leopard to the show, Mr. Jeff Gussie Gussis. I'm going to talk about moping and uh, how he took home this win on the Tennessee River from all these American guys right here on the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Hey, Jason, what would you say your biggest fear is when you're out fishing? Hmm, Chris, um, let me see. Probably stranded out in the middle of the lake? That's right. You know, that's everybody's biggest fear, Jason, not being able to get back to the ramp, especially in time for weigh-in during tournaments. But one thing that's really made the biggest difference for me, and that's switching to lithium batteries, and not just any lithium batteries, but rely on lithium batteries. Oh, Chris, how do you like those? Jason, they're great. Let me tell you, they allow me to spend more time on the water and are essential when it comes to starting and running my boat. They give me short charge times and more usable capacity so I don't have any late day voltage sags. Plus, they're stupid lightweight compared to lead acid and they're practically maintenance free. Really allows me to focus on my fishing instead of worrying about getting back to the ramp. Okay, okay. You talked me into it. Where can I get some Relyon batteries? Jason, you can visit relyonbattery.com slash anglers channel and use our special promo code anglers channel for 10% off your purchase did I mention they also offer fast and free shipping you didn't but even better so hey what are you waiting for get hooked on rely on lithium today Sportsman's Warehouse is your one-stop, convenient place to shop. Whether you're into camping, hunting, or fishing, our expert associates can help you find the gear you need. We carry a huge assortment of quality equipment from the best manufacturers in the country and around the world. We have guns, ammo, rods, and lures, not to mention every kind of outdoor clothing for the whole family. You can shop in one of our fully stocked stores or visit us online at sportsmanswarehouse.com. Visit Sportsman's Warehouse. Shop one of over 60 locations. Mercury, there are no limits to the lengths we'll go to make sure you have no limits either. Unlimited adrenaline. Unlimited fun. Unlimited weekend. Except maybe having to go home eventually. Introducing the all-new V8 Mercury Pro XS. 
light, quick, efficient. Mercury, go boldly. Welcome back, folks. Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Excited to welcome in your newest Elite Series champion, our buddy Jeff Gussie Gustafson, uh, otherwise known as the what does Mercer call you? The Great Canadian Snow Leopard? Is that what that is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, so I feel kind of honored because he doesn't give everybody a nickname. So <laughs> I guess. Uh, you know, you just uh, enjoy it, and uh, it could be worse. So, well, let me ask you about this because Mercer and, and David just alluded to this. Mercer makes it sounds like you live like in the North Pole or like at, at at the very north edge of Canada, about to fall off the Earth. But where exactly are you in relation to everybody else? <laughs> so, like Chris and Corey and Mercer, I'm like over twenty hour drive from where they live. Oh wow. Um, we're both, we all live in Ontario, but I'm up in the Northwest part of the province. So, uh, basically I'm, I'm seven hours, uh, straight North of Minneapolis. So sort of center of the continent, um, really next, really close to the Manitoba border. Okay. Um, if you look at a map of Canada, right. Um, but in about 60 miles, um, North of the U S border. Okay. All right. So why, why was it, I mean, how long has it been your goal or passion to qualify for the elites and try to win one of these blue trophies? I mean, cause living so far oh, North and like I, I fished my first tournament when I was like 10 years old with my dad and, and he never bass fished. Like he took me fishing, he fished, but he was like a walleye guy, lake trout, like fish you could eat. Right. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I just caught the bug for it really early and it's, yeah, like I've, I've kind of, you know, these tournaments have been my passion since I was a little kid. And I mean, I, you know, I know a lot of history about them and know, you know, it's just been a big part of my life. And, um, to, you know, I've been fishing them since like 2013. I fished the FLW tour for several years. Right. And then this is my third year on the elite series. And, uh, I mean, it's, it, it's hard to win. It really is truly hard to win one of them. And, uh, I've been close a couple of times, got a couple seconds, but, uh, felt super good to, to, seal the deal and uh and get to you know take a picture of that trophy on my my passenger seat in my truck <laughs> so did you i would assume you flew home or did you drive from knoxville no i drove like typically i would fly um but they're they've got like brutal crazy uh rules right now in canada for um for coming back so basically i drove home i had to get a negative test before i came home and then, cause so that added some stress on the sure. weekend, like having to go through that. And then, uh, yeah, back home and I have to basically quarantine at home for 14 days. And, um, I'm going to head back, you know, in about 10 days, um, and get ready for Pickwick and then probably stay down South for, um, for the next little while, just until hopefully things start to kind of loosen up. But, I, I gotcha. Um, I gotcha. Yeah. I just pulled up your uh, your your tournament stats on Bassmaster.com. Twenty two total tournaments, twenty two times in the money. Wow, <laughs> that's freaking awesome, dude. Well, well, it's not as okay. So I got this. Actually, came up. Brian the carpenter came uh, mentioned this last night. I was talking with him, and right. um, the last two years, everybody's got a check. Well, that's so, true. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's so true. there was okay. a couple bad tournaments in there. Don't, yeah, not that good. Um, but that's, that's, 
made me smile though. Like that's a cool stat, but yeah, I got at last year at Lake Fork at our last turn of the year, I had a total of like three pounds for two days on Lake Fork. So, um, that did, did not deserve a check at all, but I got a little sympathy one. Um, you know, Oh, that's, that's what, maybe you shouldn't have led with that. Maybe you just said, yeah, isn't that, isn't that cool? And, and, and nobody would have been none the wiser yeah, except for just yeah, for a few people. Know, right? Cause like, there's too many, there's too many chirpers on social media. So somebody would have called me out and, um, you know, just, just getting jumping out right out in front of that right now. Sure. Well, one, they can't take away from you though, is this past weekend, dude. I mean, 63 pounds total over four days on a brutal fishery. It seemed like, uh, to take home the win wire to wire. Yep. I mean, going into day one, did you think you could win this tournament? Uh, dude. I found these fish uh, the last day of practice and I didn't catch a big one. I caught like a 15 inch or a 16 inch or a 17 incher and had no idea, but I like, I hooked them and, and saw that there was other ones, you know, I, I, I wouldn't mark the fish um, until they came up to my bait, but when I'd hook some, like they'd have buddies follow them five or six feet up just enough to like sort of reveal that there was more down there. Sure. And, uh, uh, but I went there on day one, like not maybe, you know, hopefully I can catch a keeper smallmouth or two, and that would be better than, you know, a couple 14 inch large moths. Like that's how I think I caught like three or four keepers the entire practice. Like it was horrible. Hor- one of the worst, pra- like probably the worst practice I maybe ever had. Really? And uh, I went there the first morning of the tournament, lit them up. And then it was like, oh, did I just get lucky? uh today and, and then but when i went back on day two and they were still there and i caught them again pretty good then it was like this is real uh and and then i was like i'm gonna have a good chance to win this tournament so when did you know on day four when did you know that this was probably gonna be reality um i mean uh, when i got my third one i was like i i unless now those guys have like kennedy has to catch them pretty good and the rest of the guys need like a big bag, like they're going to need over 20 pounds. And then when I got my fifth fish, I mean, I, I had a pretty good lead. So I was, you know, I wanted to keep fishing. Um, but I ended up coming in like quite a bit early just because like the river was sort of, um, it was, it was kind of scary running. Like I, I was a 35 to 40 mile ride where I, to where I fished. Um, and the, the, the lower part of it wasn't that bad, but like the, around Knoxville, that first eight or 10 miles was nasty. There was a lot of floaters and a lot of logs like Chris girl, one of the guys that I travel with, um, he hit one the first day and like took completely in the middle of the channel, completely took his like lower half of his motor off. Wow. And, um, what would happen, I think was like when, when we blast off in the morning or you'd get a bunch of boat wakes going some of those big logs that were like just barely floating, the waves would sink them and not put them under. So you couldn't see them. And, uh, and then I think that was, you know, that was the scary part. Like a few other guys, I know Corey Johnson hit one pretty good too. Um, so it was, you know, it was just kind of (laughs) like, and, and you're downstream, you know, you're going Knoxville was like upstream and some pretty strong current. And, uh, like there was no other anglers. None of our guys were fishing down as far as I was. Um, so it was just kind of, I didn't want to, once I had five fish in there, I felt like I'm like 98%. These are a hundred thousand dollar fish. So I, I just want to get them back and, (laughs) and, uh, 
that's what I did. Just take and your it worked time. Out, so. Yeah, just take your time getting back and getting them in. Aaron Martins wasn't fishing. You know, he's kind of <laughs> he, he 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 wasn't going to have a miracle bag on the last day. So, uh, you know. I got you. Very cool. 63 pounds, and all we've heard about this week is moping. That's all we've heard about is this. And I know you're going to do a big deal tonight with uh, with Bass U, but, I mean, moping and, and how this all sets up. And I, I've, I have watched the Ronnie Moore videos with you, and I've, I've heard all about it. But give us a little more detail, especially because – it, from from looking at it, it looks like you really utilized your electronics and you really utilized, I mean, you had to because the way you fished that bait. So just kind of give yeah. us a, a few more details on that if you can. So like the, you know, um, down south, we're calling it a Demiki rig, if anyone, you know, is unfamiliar with it. Um, it's a technique that's actually pretty popular in my home area around Lake of the Woods and Rainy Lake. And the lenders have, have um, they were kind of were key in de- developing it and like, um, sharing it with the public, making some TV shows. They won some tournaments up here with it. And, uh, Ron Linder, uh, like always was really a unique guy for like, he'd, he'd have cool words and different, you know, terminology for sure. things. And he came up with moping. We're going moping. It's the <laughs> moping bite, like that kind of thing. And it was just, it was pretty cool. Uh, so um, that's what we call it. But the, the key was you definitely had to be able to watch your bait on the, on the, you know, just like on the 2d, um, screen. And, and so I, I spent a lot of time with my Ultrax, like chasing the bait around just to keep it, keep it on there. But my screen, I have a Helix 10 that I have flush mounted and I, you know, I had my GPS probably taken up three quarters of the screen. And then I had a little window with the sonar with 2d sonar and that's, that's all I needed. And, and the sonar on that thing is phenomenal. I'm just using the, in, you know, the transducer in the trolling motor. And back in the day, you know, I don't, we used to, I used to put external transducers on and now anymore, these, these transducers that are in the Ultrexes are, are the best. And right. uh, yeah, I mean, I could, I could, see my bait really good, really clear. And, um, so it was important because the, like there was, um, rock clusters or just hard stuff on the bottom and these fish, there was a lot of current and the fish would lay in behind these rocks. So as I would drift over them, I'd you'd be able to lift the bait up and then drop it back down when I, you know, into those holes, but still keep it up above the fish a little bit. And like all but one on the last day, it got really windy. And I, I, I drifted over one of my like juice spots and I knew my bait was like in the zone, but I wasn't watching it. And I, and I actually caught one of those big ones, but uh, otherwise every single fish I caught, I watched it bite on my, on my 2d sonar. Really? So pretty neat. Pretty you know, cool. all we've been hearing about for the last, I don't know, six, eight, 10, 12 months is live, 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 live. And, and I, you know, I watched a guy in another event do this and then you, I mean, just, 2d old school looking down how far i mean were, were you having to chase these balls of bait or chase these fish or are you just making drifts along certain certain it was, lines it was more drifts and at first i thought the fish were kind of random and there was some random ones in this canal there was a lot of rock out there but i ended up as it it, it evolved into like i had a couple waypoints that if i hit them perfectly like went right over over them perfectly like 100 i was getting a bite or getting a fish or seeing fish like so 
Um, you know, with the current and the, the wind a little bit was different every day. It was, there was a little challenge on figuring out where to start the drift to like hit it perfectly. There was the, the, the current was a lot stronger than you would think. So like I, you know, I'd set up sometimes, um, thinking I was perfect to, by the time I'd get my bait down and drifting, I mean, I'm already past the, the juice. Like, right. so there was just some challenge there and I missed, I'd missed sometimes and you wouldn't catch anything and then you just have to drive back up do it again and uh how it was it was just kind of the way i did it how long of a drift usually was it uh they're probably like 50 to 100 yards for the most part but but for the but generally it was to hit one little area the size of my boat that was the main goal of it and that's where most like 80 percent of the bites would come but like i say the i would get the odd random one so i do them you know, start them a little bit early and, and run them for, you know, 20 or 30 yards past the, the waypoint. But, gotcha. but most of the fish were really pretty specific on these rocks. And then I'm running a second unit on the bow with mega 360. And, uh, that was, that was helpful for lining up some of the drifts too. Like knowing if I had to, you know, kick over a little bit, uh, Dave Mercer's calling me. <laughs> I'll call him back. <laughs> um, yeah, that's cool. Uh, but yeah, it was it was 360 was sort of helpful on on you know hitting hitting the rocks as well. Very cool. Kent, you got a question? Yeah, you know you're talking about you know seeing these rocks and having your bait drop down right behind them. Um, it didn't look like you were getting hung up much on the coverage that I saw. Is that is that the reason why you drifted and you didn't try to sit in one spot and cast and bring your bait through? Right. How how important is it to to make sure you're not hung up in those rocks? Yeah, right. I got I got hung once on the, the third day, um, and that was right around. There's a bridge there, and there was a lot there was a lot of junk in the water around the bridge, and I know there was there was some fish there too. I never ended up really catching them good there for whatever reason. I, I'd see them often, but the, for those ones were kind of harder to catch for some reason. Um, but, uh, but yeah, if you just like, you know, let your line out and we're just dragging it, you just would have been constantly hung up. Uh, so that was part of the reason why the, the moping and hanging the, my bait was, was kind of critical because I could keep it just above the bottom and just sort of follow the bottom as we went over some of those rocks. And, uh, um, you couldn't really spot lock. The current was just too strong. Like even if you had a half ounce jig, by the time, if you pitched it up, by the time it got to the bottom, it would be by your motor. Like that's how strong the current was. And I'd never fished current like that until we went to the St. Lawrence river a couple of years ago. And like, that's your natural instinct when you, when you hook a fish or catch a fish, you just spot lock and I'm going to cast up now to the sweet spot. And, um, but you just, you're not, it's not effective. You just kind of got to do drifts and that's the most efficient way to, to, to fish those, those kinds of places. So what kind of depth were you, were you fishing it or catch like 20, most of the fish were between like 20 and 24 feet. I caught a couple in like 26, a couple in 18, but generally like 22, 24 feet was kind of the, okay. the juice. And if you don't mind, run through your your setup, rod, reel, line, you know, bait, you know, weight, whole nine yards. Yeah. What so you're using. The bait was the Z-Man four-inch scented jerk shot. I see they're like, I'm getting messages from people. They're sold out everywhere. <laughs> uh, so that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, four inch jerk shed, uh, 
The jig is one that a friend of mine makes. Um, it's called a smeltinator, Lake of the Woods Sports. And also uh, Omnia um, in Minnesota is selling them as well. Okay. Uh, but but just a really nice jig. It's got a Gamagatsu 604 hook in it. So it's just a good, strong, sharp hook. And that was the main, you know, that's sort of the most important thing to me. But nice, realistic head. Um, I'm, You know, everyone can find a picture of the bait I was using online. Pretty easy. Uh, and then, yeah. Rod, uh, G. Loomis, 872, a 7.3, kind of medium action, just a real versatile small mouth rod. I use that one for tubes, Ned rigs, um, doing this stuff, uh, little swim baits. Um, 3,000 Shimano X-Sense Reel, 10-pound Power Pro Braid, and an 8-pound Fluoro Leader, and that was okay. my that was my setup. Okay, 8-pound, Kenneth. I'm used to hearing 6. I've heard we we we've we've been hearing a lot of six the past few weeks. So eight pound, I like it. I I can handle eight. Yeah, pound. no, I honestly, dude, under no circumstance would I ever use anything less than eight pound test. Like I know a lot of guys do with spy baits and and, but like even with my little marabou jigs and any of that, I just I just don't. I've tried it and I just don't want to break fish off, so I use eight. And usually it's it's fine. I'll carry like some different eights with me. Like I, down there, I was using some, some stronger stuff that was probably a little thicker diameter than it wasn't like, you know, and I, but I'll carry some eight. That's like a little more finessey that I would maybe tie up my drop shots with and, and stuff. I got you. Not, not quite as clear as some of the lakes up North. Right. It wasn't exactly, it wasn't like gin clear. It was fairly clear water coming out of Teleco, but like it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't like zebra muscle clear or anything like that. <laughs> David, I know you, you that's your neck of the woods up there or seven hours south of him anyway. So uh, what questions you got for him? I was going to say, so on day four, there was a slight fog delay. And I know they made some fuss about it on live where um, it might have eaten into your window there. Talk us what was going through your mind about that morning. If you thought that, you know, that may have ruined your chance of hopefully sealing the win on uh, Sunday. Um, yeah, I mean it, it, cause I was for sure, like, that was the one thing I learned over the weekend was like, first thing in the morning was key and they would, they would bite way better. And then as the day went on, it would get a little grindier. And, uh, yeah, I mean that sitting around on the dock, that sucks. And uh, you know, I, like Seth called me and he's like, dude, it's, it's all good. Like these guys are going to need a big bag to catch you. So the longer, less time they have, the less chance they have to do that. And, but like, and I had a good lead, but I didn't have a big enough lead where like, I still had to catch fish, you know? And, uh, so yeah, that was the first time like all weekend that I kind of was a little bit getting anxious a little bit. Um, but once I got there and started fishing, I caught a couple good ones, like pretty quick. And then, uh, once I put a couple in the boat, then I was, I kind of knew I, you know, I just got to stick. I know I've got the right thing going on here. Um, get her done and it worked out. How many, how many fish were you catching each day? I mean, were you catching a bunch or just, you know, a handful? Yeah, what were you- probably. Um, like I just, I haven't watched any of the live stuff back. Like, I don't know how much they were showing on there, but like, I probably was catching between 20 and 30 fish every day, okay. like quite a few, a lot of seven. And they're like, not very many little babies either. Like they're mostly two pound plus fish. Um, a lot of 17 inches. They had to be, the smallest had to be 18 inches to keep there. So that kind of 
that probably helped like because i went there i didn't want anything to do with smallmouth fishing like targeting them and my experience on those tennessee river lakes in the past has just been if you catch a smallmouth it's probably fairly random um but uh yeah it kind of worked out i'm just gonna get a light on we're we're this is i don't know if you can see out the window but we got we live out in the country on a small little lake and it's still full winter out there uh that's awesome you know that's yeah uh, that's we got we got full full snow going on still <laughs> but it's starting to sun's starting to go down yeah that's uh that's cool jace what you got yeah uh guess how did you narrow down the water to this i mean i'm sure you went through a lot of steps in practice to get there but what is some water that you narrowed down i mean how'd you get there <laughs> this is like I, I and i've i've uh i've answered this a couple times and it's and it honestly like i really got lucky uh so the first day of practice there was a cove on the fort loudon side of this canal and i caught three keepers in the first like two hours in that cove basically and the i never caught another one the whole day the second day i never caught a keeper and my you know my only uh research on this body of water was watching the show from the classic a couple years ago and, and Chris the Johnson Seth and Chris Grow and I like we all stay together at the St. John's event we watched the classic like <laughs> there was three shows like one for each day and and like every night we watched one of the shows and uh everyone was it was all shallow bank beaten pretty much you know right. it was a jerk bait it was a square bell a chatter bait a spinner bait pitching a jig around and that was how everyone fished and that's how I kind of went there expecting to fish. Like that's how we all were like, we were all rigged up for, for doing that. And after day two of like not catching a keeper, I just, you know, this is going to be a disaster tournament for me. I got to like try to figure out something a little different. So the, the way I ended up in that canal was I, I had caught these few largemouths that were keepers right next to it. And I'm like, I got to hunt around. I want to hunt around that area and try to f- expand on it and have something else. If I'm driving like 40 miles down here to fish this cove, I better, you know, try to find mm-hmm. something else around here. And, um, and then, you know, I ended up just finding these smallmouths. And like I say, I caught, I caught, uh, three or four the day before the tournament, but they weren't big ones. They were 15, 16, 17 inches. I saw some other ones down there and knew there was some fish there. Um, and I just went there the first morning, like hoping I'd catch a keeper. That was, it wasn't, it wasn't like, I wasn't really thinking I was going to catch five small mouths. It was just hopefully I can get a couple and then maybe get a couple large mouths and try and survive this tournament. But it worked out a little different than that. Well, I, I know that um, after this show, I know you've got Bass Live and stuff like that to talk to, but um, uh, or Bass U Live, but they mentioned, and I've seen some stuff on an AquaView. You use an AquaView in practice? I didn't, only because I, I literally like just found this kind of at the last minute, and once I found a few fish, I was just in high gear, like trying to find more. Sure. And before I had to get off the water, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I wish now I could go back and. Uh, and put my aquavie down there just to see like what was really there, how many fish were really there. But at the time I just, it, uh, it, I just was on the, on in high gear, like trying to expand on what I'd found as much as I could. And, um, I ended up, uh, just doing that a little bit more as the tournament progressed. But for the most part, all my fish came off of like the, the two little, um, areas that I'd found 
in, in you know on Wednesday afternoon before the Derby. Wow, it's kind of crazy how that kind of all comes together. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was it was like there was definitely like uh, some luck into this one, and and just to like win the tournament on this technique that I do all the time at home. Like I've probably caught more bass doing that than any other way. Like I, it's just like the predominant tactic that we use up here in this, in the late summer and fall. And, um, just the way it worked out, it was pretty, pretty crazy. So you say late summer and fall up there. So why does it work so well in the spring down here, early spring or late, late winter? Uh, well, it, I, I'm, you know, and that's when our smallmouths get out in deeper water and that's, that's kind of, it's, you know, it's sort of a deeper water technique. Right. Um, so that's all I kind of mean. Okay. Um, but I think for anybody that's watching, I mean, if you fish a uh, body water where like shad or up here, it's, um, it's Cisco and smelt, but alewives, like where, where like pelagic bait fish are the primary forage or that's what the fish are keyed in on. It's, it's a technique that's going to work. I mean, it's just that jerk shad on a jig head is just a really natural um, minnow imitator. And sometimes like often uh, at home, I was keeping the bait pretty close to the bottom there, but often at home we're keeping the bait five or seven or eight feet above the bottom. And, and, and that, getting them to look up and getting them to come up and chase the bait is part of the triggering aspect of it and, uh, and, and how you catch them. Right. You know, to, you know, if that makes sense. Sure. Sure. And there's not a lot of movement to that deal at all. Is there? No, no. Like you're not, I'm not sitting there doing this or anything. It's, <laughs> it's hold that like, honestly, the, the, if you can hold that thing as still as possible and not move it, you're going to, that's how you catch the most fish and i would you know while i was watching the bait if i had fish coming up to it i you know i'd give it a little bit of a shake or i'd lift it just a little bit as they were it, i could almost tell like if they just came rocketing up they just were it was just like bonk. but like if they were coming up slow i'd sometimes just have to lift it a little bit keep it away from them and then they would bite it um right and some would deny it and like if you're watching like I'd, I'd be standing there and i'd go like this sometimes and they wouldn't get it and i think they come up and like like hit it, like knock it with their mouth closed, you know? I'm sure that's what they do sometimes because there's like, some of the hits are like violent and you don't get anything. It's like <laughs> there's no way that thing was in its mouth. <laughs> well, brother, how long before we see a uh, Canadian classic champ? Oh, uh, I, I uh, yeah, I'm fired up. I mean, last year was my first classic um, and Chris and Corey too. So like uh, I think – there was definitely an uh, just happy to be there attitude last sure. year, but yeah, I mean, after you know, you win, you win. It's and you hear other people say it like, "Oh, you want to do it again?" And I'm sure, uh, you know, for me, um, regular guy, it kind of takes the pressure off for the rest of the year, um, you know, financially, and um, yeah, I'm keeping everybody happy, the sponsors happy, like that sort of thing. So it's it you know it's it's i'm probably gonna fish good the rest of the year like you know what i mean it just yeah. sort of yeah. makes life easier and uh kind of like yeah load. i mean i'm excited I'm, I'm yeah i can't wait for the classic it's gonna be probably an offshore event and that's you know more up my alley so it's probably probably it's probably more to my advantage now at being in June versus in March when everyone would have been probably fishing pretty shallow. Sure. So sure. We'll see. So what does a hundred thousand us convert to in Canadian? Nah, it's about around a buck 25 Canadian. Okay. All right. So All right. yeah, 
Not, I was going to yeah. say, I, I know if you had to tell the bank to make sure that it was U.S. dollars and not Canadian. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, definitely. I actually have a U.S. account, so I, oh. um, it's in there. And, uh, yeah, it felt uh, it's, you know, yeah, that's a good feeling rolling rolling in with that. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, brother, I know you got uh, you got more stuff to do, more shows. You said that Polonick said to, to kind of buckle up and get ready. So it sounds like, and from your text today, when I, yeah. when I was talking to you, you were like, dude, I, you're overwhelmed. It sounded like, so. Yeah, I have been. And I've had like, I, I like, this is, I'm so appreciative of the opportunity to come and talk to you guys and everybody. And it's, uh, it's, uh, but yeah, it's been, I was on the road for like five weeks. So I want to like spend time now I'm just at home <laughs> and I'm, I'm spending the whole day. Um, you know, I want to, I want to hang out with my wife too sure. and, uh, not getting, not getting trouble with her, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's been all good. It's been great. That's cool. Well, brother, congratulations on the win and, uh, look forward to seeing you at Pickwick here in a couple of weeks. So. Okay. Thanks again for awesome, having me dude. guys. And, and, you know, we'll look forward to doing it down the road. If you ever need, need to fill, you know, have a guest on just <laughs> happy to join you anytime. Hey, we'll take you up on that. I promise. So thanks, Bo. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks, Chris. See, ya. See you, buddy. Well, there you go, David. One of your neighbors up there, the great Canadian snow leopard. Cool guy. Big win for, for, for Canada up there, for sure. Canadia. Canadia. <laughs> Canadia. I, got, I got a question for you. Shoot. Is it possible he can go back-to-back with the same technique? You know, I'm, I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking the same thing, but I wasn't going to say it. I'm like, I can't talk about Pickwick, but it could happen. Shit, it could happen. It'd be cool, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be cool? Jason's like, I like to find a few of them 27 pound bags that are floating around Pickwick right now. So, sorry. The, the largemouth bite is really good on Pickwick right now, but the smallmouth are there. But there is a slight tent possibility. Dude, might have a chance to do it again. I'm like, gonna tell you, the current it's down just a little bit. It's it's <laughs> one thing working for Alabama Bass Trail and filming live and being on the water and doing that, but when you got to stand out there under that tent and you got to take pictures of freaking four and five and six pound smallmouth crossing the stage, largemouth, you know, yeah, they they crank my tractor. But I mean the old uh, the old the old smallmouth deal. I mean I'm just I'm just gonna be honest with you. Thing is sexy, sexy. <laughs> oh look at there, yes sir. I it mean is. it's just it 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 the smallmouth deal was there, and you know I have to stand down. So it's just one of those things, you know. It just somebody's it just, been working on the side just a little bit. Somebody has oh. been working today. It's been crazy. So especially those smallmouth that you put in a live well and they get mean in there. Yeah. You get those oh. those nice bright oh, stripes on them and you pull them out and <laughs> I mean it's just it's it's you're right. It's there. It, it's just it's hard to Oh, it's good stuff. So tell you what, quick take quick little break. When we come back I'm not sure what we're going to do, but we'll do something right here on the Angler's we'll Channel Insider <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> Whether day or night, I love to tie one on. Every day of the week, I like to tie one on. I don't care who's looking, I always tie one on. Every time I go on the water, I love to tie one on. You may not know this about me, but every once in a while, 
I've been known to tie one on. Come on, man. Join the Stray King team. All you gotta do, tie one on. <laughs> I think I always tie one on. As bass fishermen, we love having gear that lets us spend more time on the water. But what happens when your battery dies and you can't make it back to the ramp? Well, eliminate your fear with Rely On Lithium Batteries. These batteries are essential when starting and running your boat. They offer shorter charge times and more usable capacity without any late-day voltage sag. They're also incredibly lightweight compared to lead-acid batteries and are practically maintenance-free. Rely On Batteries lets you focus on your next big catch so you can make it back to the ramp in time for weigh-in. Learn more at relyonbattery.com slash anglerschannel and use our special promo code anglerschannel for 10% off. That's relyonbattery.com slash anglerschannel for 10% off using the code anglerschannel at checkout. What are you waiting for? Get hooked on Rely On Lithium today. Sportsman's Warehouse is your one-stop, convenient place to shop. Whether you're into camping, hunting, or fishing, our expert associates can help you find the gear you need. We carry a huge assortment of quality equipment from the best manufacturers in the country and around the world. We have guns, ammo, rods, and lures, not to mention every kind of outdoor clothing for the whole family. You can shop in one of our fully stocked stores or visit us online at sportsmanswarehouse.com. Visit Sportsman's Warehouse. Shop one of over 60 locations. Welcome back, folks. Anglerschannel.com. Something brought to you by our friends at Pro Charging Systems. Check them out uh, at dualpro.com. The future of marine charging is here. Find out more. Um, keeps our batteries nice and uh, nice and full, doesn't it, Kenneth? You know, you, you just mentioned it, so I just looked at my phone and flipped over, pulled up the app. My batteries are in perfect shape right now isn't that cool be able to check that out just to see just yes. to know right there just to know i i don't have to walk out to the garage and open up the compartment and look for lights i you just know, make I, a few touches on my phone and got all the information i need i thought about this saturday morning as i borrowed a boat to film because mine is not quite done yet um as I borrowed a boat to film, I, I, I put I put the boat in the water and I turned the key and my immediate thought was, do I have battery power? Do I have what I need, right? And you don't know. And because he, he it's, a, it's a different boat, it's not mine. It doesn't have a, you know, I don't know, I don't know what charger runs, what batteries he runs. And so kind of like being in that fog we were in Saturday morning Whew. is what most people are like on the water with their batteries, right? Get you some rely on batteries. Get you a dual power pro charging system charger. Got you an app. You can look at your phone anytime about the course today and figure out where your batteries are, right? Where the weakest batteries are, where the full batteries are, and make sure that you got plenty of power for the day so you're not caught in a fog going downstream at eight miles an hour and don't know where in the hell you are because that's what happened to me. I had battery power though. I turned the key, it worked. But. It was so much fog. My butt was – I was so tired Saturday night when I got home, dude, just from being tense all day in that fog. I'm just being honest. That's just me. So, anyway, Jason, you got some uh, you pick em picks and the Costa Countdown to Blast Off, don't you? Yeah, let's jump in the Costa Countdown to Blast Off and let's hashtag see what's out there. We got some good picks this week. If you have not signed up yet, 
I'm sorry you missed it. You missed I know it. we were but a little late can, this week. But you can sign up next week. But you give me a second. Man, still my thunder all the way. You can sign up next week. Uh, picks come out on Monday. So you can jump on over to the anglerschannel.com and click on contest up there at the top tab. And you can load the picks. That's where I am right now. Scrolling down, enter email name and all that stuff and submit your picks by Wednesday at midnight. Go ahead, Mr. Chris. Or, or if you are not part of our email newsletter, get signed up for that. And then you'll get an email on Monday morning that says picks are up. That way you can get your picks in early. That way, if it comes down to a tie, you're in there. And you'll get one Wednesday that Kenneth just ignored and said, you have not sent your picks in yet when you don't send them in. That's right. I, I, I keep up. If you send them in week one, but I don't have them by Wednesday, you know, for week two, then I'm going to send you a little reminder email, a personal email from yours truly that says, hey, I love so you. Nice. Hadn't seen your picks yet. Would love, would love for you to continue to play because you have a chance to win. So just send them to me. Just go ahead and send them in, you know. So, but it's ignored. I get it. Got to say something. Go ahead, Kenneth. That's interesting. I don't. I mean, I didn't get my picks in last week, and I don't remember getting that late reminder from. It comes in in the morning on Wednesdays. I get it every week. I'm thinking he didn't want to send me a reminder. (laughs) Check your email, Kenneth. I do not discriminate. Check your. You got spam going there, Kenneth. I do not discriminate. That's exactly right. He's blocking. Add them to your friends list. (laughs) No, that 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 comes from me. I take the time because I love this game so much. I take the time to look at my spreadsheet of all the hundreds people that play and say, you know what. You and you and you and you and you and you, yes, y'all, Jason. I'm right. You're late, and I would have send known, an email. Who would have he known, known all the? He knows my that. email address. It has my name. He just skipped right over. I what I do is I pull them because they're exactly. in my spreadsheet. I, I pull them does. out of the spreadsheet and I put them in there, and I I hit He's the send button up now. Who would have known this though? Of all the things Chris has done, in the world, which is like an extensive amount of things a game show host was his desire in life I mean, that's what he is now he's an ultimate game show host so i'm trying i really he's am good at it he I'm, is he really is i'm so, trying mlf toyota series lake of the ozark march 4th through the 6th what we're picking this week guys is a three-day winning total now we can't talk amongst ourselves here where we used to do it but uh get your picks in Mark- speaking of lake of the ozarks have y'all been seeing any of the yes. uh Pictures of guys, you know, cruising on the water, breaking the ice. Breaking ice. Have you ever, have you heard ice on a fiberglass hole before? Oh, it sounds horrible. Oh, gosh. It just, ah, it's awful. David, have you ever heard ice on a fiberglass hole? If I, if I, if I do, then, uh, I need a different job because the ice is too thick for that stuff. But no, (laughs) he hears it on the four wheel drive going (laughs) out. Breaking, breaking federal lights on that one. So, yeah, that's going to be a good one. That'll be good. So. Moving on down the list, the Bassmaster College Series on Lake Hartwell, March 5th through the 6th. We're only picking here the two-day winning weight. All right? So two-day winning weight. Don't be confused and pick one day. All right? So don't send weights in that are like 16 pounds. Is it uh, is it not is it not listed pretty clearly on the, on the deal? It is. It because is, I it have. Is, just to say that some guys don't read that. Uh, and even you've got in there a suggestion of in pounds and ounces, 32-10, which is a two-day wait. Listen, Linda, okay. Linda, it, it does not matter what I say 
<laughs> what kind of suggestion I get? Because once again, and I will, and I will, I will say it once again. Can it, how many ounces are in a pound? Sixteen ounces. Thanks, Kenneth. How many? How many hundreds are in a pound? Nine. So it'd be ten. It'd be yeah. 100s. So so if yeah, if it says pounds and ounces, right? Then you should pick a number that is no high. That is whatever the first number Nine. is dash something between zero and sixteen. Correct. Yep. Yep. Right. Fifteen actually. Fifteen. Okay. Fifteen. Because yep. sixteen you're going to be. Point one. 16 you're going to be f right so so any if it says pounds and ounces let's just say for an example for for like those are you're going to pick for three days 52 pounds 10 ounces right can't go above 15 can't go lower than zero all right so but if you move on down the line to another event and it says i'm going i'm going there i'm going it says pounds and hundreds then your pick should be 21 pounds, 0.95 ounces, or 8.5 ounces, or whatever it is. You can't go over 9.9 nine in that deal. Right, Kenneth? Right. Uh, well, I mean, I probably shouldn't say this, but, I mean, it, if, you, if you can't read what you put there and understand it, maybe you don't deserve to win a point anyway. Well, I have a lot of people that when I say pounds and ounces, I still get, you know, 63 pounds, 63.95. Well, that ain't going to fly, guys. I'm sorry. You know, it's 63.09 or 63.10 or whatever. But it's if it's pounds and ounces, just I'm just, just say with the whole numbers if you can't do it right. I, at some point in time, you give directions, they either follow or they don't. That's it. That's it. And that goes for these four right here as well. The four of us. We're the same way. And my dog in the floor. But anyway, keep on rolling. So. Uh, I've, I'm lost. I think we were at uh, Bassmaster College Series, Lake Hartwell. So moving on down, the Bassmaster opens the Harris Chain, March 4th to the 6th. So a three-day total winning weight. This is the one we're all going to be paying attention to, I think. Um, bass, Big Bass Tour, Lake Eufaula. March 5th through the 7th. Overall, big bass. Not one big bass for the day, not one big bass for the hour, but the overall big bass in pounds and hundreds. And uh, we've got pounds and hundreds on here. What's it supposed to be? Yes. For 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 the big bass be, tour, yes, in it, hundreds, yeah, it's pounds and hundreds. Okay. Yes, I just see I, Kenneth's I, finger going up, and I'm figuring well, he's going to say something. Yeah, wrong. I, I, I was just going to say, Chris, you know, told us how much, you know, he studied last week and and really did some research. The interesting about this one is they haven't had one of these on you follow. They have not. This they will be not. the first, so he doesn't have research and, for this one. And and to back it up, I researched one event. And it was, it. and it was just the number of sixteen pound bags that had been caught over the past couple of years. That's it. I didn't go very much further than that. Don't don't think that I'm some brainiac over here so digging you didn't into have a yellow pad like digging. Turning no, no, no. I'm I'm digital now. I just I just I use my fingers and I got to yeah. I got past ten. I'm like I don't know. Digital I just guess. My fingers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anyway, Palmetto Boat Center, Lake Murray, March 6th, single day winning weight in pounds and hundreds. All right. Hundreds of a pound. Got it. All right. So that is the Coast of Countdown to Blast Off 
for the first week of March. Um, you definitely want to get signed up now. If you missed it, I'm sorry, but you want to get signed up for next week because here's the thing. It comes down to two points sometimes. It does, it and it comes down to time. So, so that's true. So get get your point picks in for next week and pick up a point, and uh, you can – Win like the best of them. Because I'm I, looking through this, looking through my spreadsheet from from February. We started off with about 110 guys, and then we added another. Let's see, we added another 60 for week two. Um, then we added another. Looks like 40 for week three. So we're about 225 people heading into March. Uh, that are playing and what's crazy about it is is one of the guys that signed up the very last week of february was tied for the lead yep. for uh for that and only missed it by like three hours so um emails go out generally about 6 a.m central time on monday mornings and uh for march right now i don't have all the numbers i don't have all the weights put into my spreadsheet so far but as of right now, we've got what looks like about five or six new new people that have joined, but I'm still very early in getting the weights in at this point. So, mm-hmm. but um, that that, it, that happens. And I hope you find my email. So I'm 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 trying to. You know, <laughs> I will. I gotta, still, Kenneth had listened to it. I will. I, I will find your email. Here. I will find your email. I know it's in here. Um, and people ask, you know, how do I go back and find? the timestamps on the emails. And it's pretty simple because I separate each week out into an email folder, right? And I take that week and I pull up all the emails. And then I go looking for the guys that are tied for the lead. And I pull their emails out and uh, I compare the times. And, um, And, you know, it was a pretty easy find. One guy signed up a day late. The other two guys signed up or put their picks in. This is for the last week of the of the uh, of the month that we that we pulled tiebreakers, but one guy pulled you know put his time in at like six ten or six eighteen. The other guy put his in at like ten forty. So that should tell you where we're at and what we're looking for. And um, I mean, it's it's not hard to do. That's for sure. So it it, it turned out you know pretty well. So uh, excited for Bert Sites. Big win for him. His trophy. Which I'll I'll put a picture of it on social too, so everybody can see it. But I mean, he needs to put a picture on social when he gets it. It's it's it, it's pretty ba. I'm just going to be honest it's with awesome. you. It's it's pretty ba. It's so, sexy, and that what it, it, it's it's saying sexy, sexy. That's what it is right there. One more time. Saying the sexy, sexy. That's our boy Greg. Bernie right saying there. to the rest of the world, what is he saying? What's Bernie saying to the rest of the world? Bert, Stand say. down. That's right. Sorry, if you missed it. Stand down. So sorry, I got some new sound effects this week, and so I just had to. Uh, I just had to it's make so sure. It's so good we, to have him back on the Elite it, Series. It really you know, is. <laughs> speaking of which, why do they not start the tournament with a camera in his boat? Why is it always the oh, second day I before they're going to? <laughs> I, I, I think you know. How about him leading AOI? I mean, well, that's, I mean, I, I I think we all kind of expected that to happen. Oh yeah, yeah. What's the vote? He wins it. Mm. He's got a great shot. He's cutting throat to get it. He is. He is. He's he's gladly back, and it's fun to watch him because he's so much fun to watch fish as it is, and uh, it's just so cool. I, I'm I'm so excited. I, get a I, I will tell you what. I, I will tell you this: in two weeks, when they're at Pickwick, 
on Thursday morning mm-hmm. when I'm in Jason's boat idling out. He didn't know this yet. I'm in his boat idling out, <laughs> following guys with the uh, with the camera boat or uh, you know with the camera. I'm following Hackney. I'm, we're gonna have a little fun. I'm gonna follow Hackney and get some shots and find a lot of guys. But he's gonna be one of the ones on my list. Uh, so. Yeah, this, this, he's gonna do well in this one. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 won events here before in the past. Um, he's been here. It's setting up for his type of deal. And yep. it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I have Just let me drive Saturday and Sunday is all I'm saying. You can drive all you want. I don't know. Fine with me. So, <laughs> fine with me. So, what, guys, give me something you've learned this week. David, you hadn't said a whole lot during the show. What have you learned this week? I learned that, um, I don't know. It's, I was going to say, Gussie's got two bank accounts, so he doesn't get ripped off of uh, uh, the, was it the currency exchange rate? <laughs> that uh no you're right you're right Jason, what about you what have you learned this week i just learned that when you're boat 189 and you show up at the spot that you thought about and thought about and thought about when there are 25 boats on that spot don't leave stay there with them okay because third place comes off that spot and gets a check okay all right Kenneth, what about you? Well, kind of, kind of along the same lines as uh, as Jason um, talking about our Saturday. I, I learned that when it's really foggy and you're at the edge of the river channel filming a boat, and all you can hear is boats going around, but you can't see them, the best thing for you to do is head to the bank. Yep. So I I, I went ahead and crossed the river carefully, got to the bank. And stayed there as long as I could, so I wouldn't get run over. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good call. That's a really good call. It was um, it was it was frightening. That's for sure. I, I think we might need a radar on our boats after, after that because it was it was. Uh, you can hear them running, and you know you can't see the. I mean, we couldn't see the bridge, and we're right there at the bridge, but you can hear them running, and it's just like. Dude, what are we doing here? <laughs> I'm I'm literally Titanic. I'm literally in the eddy of the barge tie up at the bridge. In the eddy, cannot see the bridge. I can't see it. I, I can't make it out. And in live, in my ear, I hear him asking, "Where's the bridge?" And I'm like, "It's it's right there, hundred yards." <laughs> and, and and you can't. So you cannot see it. So. Um, uh, I got to give a big shout out to uh, to my son CB and the Auburn Tigers. They uh, lost a tough game to Oak Mountain in the Alabama High School State Final Four, which Oak Mountain just beat Enterprise by four points in a very tight game. But Caden, I- I've learned to one thing I learned this week was you never downplay your skills, and I learned that from my from my son because. He faced a D1 athlete in Oak Mountain who was five inches taller than he was and a good 50 pounds heavier than he was. And my kid's big, and um, they lost a very tight game, but Caden held this kid to to very little points, and uh, he really wasn't a factor in this game whatsoever. And uh, I asked him, I said, dude, how do you do this? And he goes, Daddy, he's just like me. He's like, he puts his pants on the same way I do. And we just go play basketball, and uh, it, it's a lot of fun to watch the the composure in a 16 year old who's never been in that setting, never been able, never seen what that's all about. 
and just go out there and just bust his ass like like the rest of his teammates did and be in a position they weren't supposed to be in and do what they did. So congratulations to those guys. Uh, I know it was a tough loss, but um, thanks for everybody that's asked about him and uh, sent texts and everything, emails. Uh, I really appreciate that very much. Senior season coming up, and I am about to puke over that, but that's part of it. So that is part of it. And I threw my notes away, and I shouldn't have. So, folks, as always, thanks for making, uh, thanks for listening to this this far in the show. We really appreciate you guys for listening. We do encourage you to subscribe, write, and review the show on our favorite podcast out. We also ask if you like the show, go ahead and share it with your peeps, and feel free to chime in and give us a, give us your thoughts and opinions on the X Zone Hotline two five six five three five three two one seven. On behalf of our guest tonight, Mr. Jeff Gussie Gustafson, your Canadian Snow Leopard, the winner. I really, I, you know what, now that I'm thinking about it, he should have put Mercer on the phone when we talked to him. I should have said just to go ahead and answer it, and we just had a little fun, but I'm not sure we can handle two Canadians. Uh, we've already got one Northern guy on this show. I'm not sure we're going to handle a Northern guy, two Canadians, and the three of us rednecks on this show, but uh, it would have been fun to try. But on behalf, of, uh, on behalf of Gussie for the AC Circus, I'm Chris Brown. Y'all have a great week and weekend. As always, God bless good fishing. Wash your damn hands. Wear your damn face mask, put that PFD on, buckle it up, and if it's foggy, keep your head on a damn swivel. Y'all have a great week. We'll see you next time. Don't take it first. There it is. Thanks for listening to the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, your number one tournament resource.